Welcome to the second show of uh, City of a Thousand Trades. It's Dixie speaking. Josh, we're here in his we're here in his attic bedroom, which is very cool. Um, Josh, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm all right. You know, life's good, man. Life's good. Life's good. Corona life's treating good. you well? Well, it's not really affected me like that. Obviously, you can't say too much in it. So, I've been, been? I've been I've been having my hour walks and that hour <laughs> walks. Yeah, but what you've been doing like to keep busy working from home? Yeah, working from home, it's not actually been that bad to be honest. I actually prefer working from home, even though I'm not like an introvert, but I get I feel like I get more work done, there's less pressure of people. You know, when you're in a work environment and you've got people looking over you. So you feel like comfortable at home? Yeah, I can relax, I can be in my pyjamas and that. Any cons for it? Yeah, like obviously with any work and it, like as I said, like, no one's watching you, but you're not watching them. So if someone goes on a break and they're not answering, it gets a lot stressful. Yeah. Like, oh, where's where's this guy gone? Why is he not responding back to my messages? I get These that. times they're probably like gone toilet or something. But like, even though you work, so you're working from home, which means yeah. you get like, it's different for everyone. But in some cases, like an extra hour in bed if you if your travel time's about an hour or an extra half hour in bed, whatever that travel time is. Have you uh, you been waking up late at all? Because Loads of people have been telling me that they have. Like, it's hard because they're at home. Well, to be honest, like, my job, like, where I work, is only, like, 15 minutes from my house, so I'm not really mm. getting that extra hour, so I'm not seeing a benefit. But <clears throat> I can see, I can see why other people will be enjoying it if they was getting that extra hour in, but I've not seen that benefit, though. Okay. But, like, if I was in the office and I'd stay behind, I wouldn't stay behind if I was in the office. But now I'm working from home, I'll spend like five, ten minutes afterwards to finish everything off. So. You're here, aren't it? You might yeah. as well. So, yeah. Do you think it's something that'll stick in the long run? Do you think you'll see a lot more people working from home? Well, to be honest, when it, when it first happened, I didn't think it would stick. But my workplace, they want people to work from home. So, when obviously Corona is over and everyone's back in their normal life again, whenever that is, they want one team a week in the office. Mm. So, obviously, my workplace is going to be actively trying to get people to work from home i don't know about other jobs and that but i work in the office so it's on call so it can work yeah definitely man. all right well you said you, you you live close to where you work i don't want to bait you out too much obviously we're at your yard now and mm. uh, i won't give an exact location but b6 yeah it's something like that so, yeah uh, b6 yeah, yeah. Uh, have you always you always lived here uh nah you know but obviously people are gonna think i'm a con in it but i used to live in winston green how old was you when you moved? Probably like five or six, you know. Like, mm. I think I started, uh, I left when I was going into year one. And then lived in Aston ever since, man. So if people, people ask you what part of Birmingham you're from, you say Aston, yeah? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I got myself in trouble a couple of times, to be honest, saying that, but... Yeah, you like living in Aston? Yeah, to be honest, like, I, it's not really a bad area if you live in there, innit? But obviously... It has a bad rep, right? Yeah, it definitely has a bad rep. But it doesn't work. It's not. It's not deserving of it. Nah, no, nah. No, it Things deserving. happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things happen, innit? We can't talk too loose. You know what I mean? The thing is, I feel. I feel like with all areas, yeah. Yeah. Like some areas have a stigma against them. Like so, people who might have listened to the last episode will know. I'm from Erdington originally, and again, that like that has a bad stigma against B23 it. B twenty three. B twenty three. murders. Yeah. <laughs> It's close to B6, so I guess in, in some ways it's similar and it gets mm. a bad rep. Like People who've never been there or like maybe only cut through once or twice, they're like, rah, Erdington or rah, Aston. Yeah. It's scummy, it's this, it's that. Like 100%. All criminals are from Aston. Like, but well and truly, when you're from there, it's not like that, is it? Nah, it's definitely not, man. It's definitely not. But like, I, to be honest, like, I, 
Being from Aston, I can go through any ends, to be honest, and feel calm and comfortable. But if you're not from this this area or like from an area like Aston, it'll be a bit daunting going to another area. Like let's say you go to Handsworth, mm-hmm. you're not used to you're not used to the areas. But it's one of those. It comes with experience, to be honest. Like I don't think anyone from Sully Hill can walk through Aston and feel comfortable. Comfortable. But if I went to Sully Hill, you're more than comfortable. Yeah, like mm. like it's a walk in the park, man. I hear that, I hear that, yeah. I used to go out with a girl, like, back in the day, who uh, lived in Solihull. Okay. I was always, I knew back then, I was only about 14, but I was, like, thankful that I grew up in Erdington, like, because literally, you do, it does give you that confidence yeah. to feel that you can handle. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Obviously, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into that as well. So, when I was, like, 16, 17, I did have a girlfriend, and it from Billsley. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, from Aston, I, as I said, I feel comfortable walking through any ends. However, I was a bit too comfortable walking through these hands on it. And there's a, there's a family, right? If you're That's from a Bills- problem as well, too comfortable. If you're from Bursley, you know about this family, innit? And they're not, they don't really take too kind to black people. And obviously, I'm mixed race. So I'm thinking I'm nice. I see a couple of white geezers. It's fine. It's cool. And it, it gets a bit sticky after that. But yeah, it, it's two ways to it, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's two ways. Well, you mentioned that you're mixed race. So... Obviously, I already know, but for the audience, I want to go back to your roots and it's... Uh, okay. Do you want to tell us about bring us through your childhood and up to date? So, obviously, my mum's uh, Jamaican from the Caribbean and my dad's white Irish. Uh-huh. So, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one, to be honest. Like, whenever you, someone says they're mixed race, they always automatically think their dad's black and their mum's white. But I was on the other spectrum of it, so my mum's black and my dad's white. So... There is a stigma when I was growing up being mixed race. Like I can say, mixed race is the correct term. Half half caste is the derogatively, der, I said it again, derogatively, um, saying of it. So, when I was growing up, it was a whenever I said I'm mixed race, there was a bit of a stigma. As I was growing up, when I was like fifteen, sixteen, it switched, and it was almost like a kink for certain girls. And I remember when the the switch uh inverted commas there that happened from half caste to mixed race yeah did you ever did you ever feel offended by the term half caste or did you know what it meant not necessarily like i i don't i still don't see a problem with it to be honest but yeah i don't see a problem with it to be honest it's context isn't yeah. it yeah it's, it's how you use it to be honest yeah it's, it is context with a, with a lot of things if someone put dirty in front of it it's always a peak <laughs> like <laughs> nah you, you can't be saying these things but like if someone's saying it willy nilly like uh, that is, it's ignorance to be honest as I said like I've never seen a problem with it until that switch happened okay so uh, like I said walk us through your childhood then so would you say you had a happy childhood yeah obviously like obviously I'm from Aston so it's not one of the most upper class areas so Obviously, there's always been struggles going on school trips, not being able to go on there for certain things. But, like, being brought up, it's been a happy family, like, no problems. My family's big in it, so whenever there's any dramas, it's squashed really quickly and everyone's like, everyone's cool with each other. So, yeah. being grow- growing up in. Growing up wasn't a problem, to be honest. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I should have asked this earlier, but you. Obviously. Where you live, Aston, are you a Villa fan? Oh, 100%, man, through and through. But then again, like, obviously certain family members are like, what do you mean, man, you, you, was, a bro- you, was, you was a baggy fan? 
obviously all my uncles and that are from West Brom them side so okay. growing up it was like my second team West Brom but yeah Villa fan 100% man it's nice to have that rivalry uh, as long as it's not like you know too heated uh, especially with football I think it can be funny like when you mate support other people yeah 100% like being in college as well um Boards of the Green, a lot of Blues fans was over there in it. So when I said I was a Villa fan, there was a bit of a ooh. What did you do at college? Uh, I did plumbing and gas, man. So yeah, I did uh, three years, pl- uh, two years plumbing and two years plumbing and gas. Okay, cool. Any uh, any funny stories from that time you want to share? Oh, okay, so this one, right? So it might sound it might sound childish, and it so when I was doing my plumbing course, you had to do a full bathroom suite. They give you bays now. So you got to do your bath, your toilet, and your sink, and your radiator. So as we started now, I've put my bay on the end, nice, calm. I've got my bath. I've put it in my bay. I've measured it up. It's all straight. So whenever you go into the bath now, right, you have to level it. Um, but you can't do it from the bottom. You have to do it from the edges. So obviously, I've leveled it out. I'm nice. I've gone back for my bath now, innit? and I found out that the bath's missing. So I'm going, hang on a minute, where's my bath gone? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking around now. So I'm going up I'm going up this little corridor. Each uh, corridor has a bay on each side. So I'm pe- I peek my head into the left, I peek my head into the right. I've seen my bath. Obviously, I, I know what the bath is and it, there's marks on there. But the, to be honest, I didn't realise that the guy's bath, the bay that he was in, was a guy that's doing the plumbing course through prison reform. <laughs> <laughs> So he's just picked a random bath out. So he's put it in his bay. But obviously the bay that he's in is a guy that's just come out of prison and he's doing he's doing a course to rehabilitate. Um, so obviously as I'm in the bath now, I'm I'm thinking, my, my mates are like, oh, leave it, get a new bath. So Pride's now taking me like, nah, fuck this. This is my bath. And I've spent, <laughs> I spent half an hour measuring it. I've got it nice, level, everything's nice. So as I'm taking the bath out, the guy comes in the room and he's like, what are you doing with my bath? And I was like, what do you mean your bath? He's like, what you? I was like, it's my bath, isn't it? So he, as he stepped towards me, right hesitation, I've punched him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Full on, banged him. But the problem is, is now, the guy's, he's just stood there and took it, in it? And then I've gone, okay, where's this punch back in it? Where's the grappling? He's just looked at me, he's like, watch outside. <laughs> calm. 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 He's like, he's just looked at me, he's like, watch outside in it and so, at this point you still don't know he's a prison and well, no, uh, this, rehabilitation. no this time i do know in it okay but i didn't know that was his bay <laughs> until he's walked in and asked me what you do with the bath but now i'm in the room now i'm in the now i'm in the bay i'm like looking at it, he's like oh i gotta i gotta hold this down in it it's my bath now as he's as he said to me now watch outside my mates have looked at me because they're standing in the corridor in it so i've i've un- i've the bath i took it with me and i've put it in my bay now at some point in the lesson, the, the um, tutors told him he can leave early. So now everyone's like, oh, you calm now, you calm. So everyone's leaving now, and I see him across the road. If, you, if you're from SBC, in it, you know, there's an um, Audi to the left, a car park, and it's like a street. So he's on the street to the right of Audi, and I've seen him. I'm on the left side of the street. He's crossed over. I'm like, yeah, he's on now, because I can see him, in it. <laughs> As he's crossed over, we now facing each other in the Audi car park. We're now scuffling and I've seen someone, I've seen someone to my left in it that I haven't recognised before. And so next gears at so as he's tried to swing from me I've ducked and now I've got two people in front of me in it fighting them. 
all my friends now, obviously, I'm not going to say like the college friends in it, but they kind of did back it and it. They was dragging the one geezer off me while I was fighting the guy that had in my question. Be- yeah, in yeah. question. In it. So obviously, I've, I've I've banged him now a couple of times. He's dropped. His bedroom's come over, got me in the headlock. I've, I've let go. And uh, the security's come over, split us up. And then uh, we've gone, all right, there's safe. And it, they've gone down the road. And obviously, I've gone to the bus stop across the Audi. Not realising yet, they're getting on the exact same bus as me. <laughs> a few stops later down the, down, down the road. So as I'm on the top of the bus now, me and my friends are laughing. Like, oh, I can't believe you banged him. Oh, I was like, nah, man, it's light work, isn't it? Like, this, that, this, that. Who do I see coming up the stairs? <laughs> The same two geezers, isn't it? They've looked at me now. As he's coming now, he's like, oh. He's like, stand up, isn't it? He's like, stand up. I was like, oh, I'm... no. He's like, he said something to me like, oh, stand up or what you doing, isn't it? And I've gone, no, I've stood up, isn't it? And he's like, oh, why are you standing up for? And I was like, oh, I'm not going to sit down for you to bang me, innit? He's like, bang you, bang you. I'll bang you now, innit? So as he's swung at me, he's missed. And I've banged him a few times. He's banged me a few times. And I've got him in a headlock. Now we're falling in the seats. I'm choking him out. But his friends now come behind me, the seats behind. And he's like, they're punching the back of my head, isn't it? So I've choked this geezer out now. I've let him go. I haven't got it fully locked in, isn't it? I've done, I've, I'm only like hurting him. So yeah. he can still move and wiggle. And <laughs> but these times I'm getting banged in the back of my head. <laughs> like, so I've had to let him go, spun round, and I've punched him. And some next black geezer on the bus is like, oh, guys, what are you doing, it? What are you fighting for? Dickhead me, I was like, you took my bath, innit? <laughs> and everyone in the bus is like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you took your bath? These times I'm like, trying to explain, yo, it's not the principle of the bath, it's the principle, innit? You took my bath, innit? And after, after that, they got dragged off the bus and went to town. But yeah, that was one of the funny stories from college, man. Hopefully everyone followed along with that. But yeah, man, if you was there, you know, innit? My friends are like, oh, what's going to happen tomorrow, innit? What's going to happen tomorrow? It's like, oh, you can't fight him. It's not going to be on site every day. And I was like, nah, fuck that. It's on site every day. And like, I don't care if he goes to my college. He's in my class. It's on site. But the guy must have never came back for two weeks. And then when he did come back, uh, we, we firms. And he's like, oh, sorry. Like, like big man. Isn't it? Like, Was that the biggest fight that you not seen, but was involved in within Birmingham? Would you say? I would say, yeah, it was. Obviously, I've had I've had a few Royal Rumbles and that, and that here and there. Normal, normal. Yeah. Um, I've had a few fights on nights out, but I'm not say I wouldn't say I'm a fighter. Anything. Like I'm not saying I'm ginger from Shardenge. Like I'll bang anyone if they come to me. Like, but obviously, when you're on a night out, drinks are flowing and tensions are high. You do get into a couple of fights, but I'd say that would be one of the main ones, like a two v one. Yeah. Would you say you've ever had? any experiences out of Birmingham where you feel prideful like you're representing you're repping 0121 yeah um, yeah man 100% like I've been out a few times at Adbram going to Isle of Wight festival but the one that I can come back to is Wrexham where me and you me and you Dixie went to meet Johnny Um, he's like end of uni little party kind of thing he was just finishing his exams so we travelled down there this is when called beast of the east was coming over <laughs> oh god the beast of the east yeah, yeah yeah i forgot yeah man so obviously i took time off work and i was like yeah we'll have a road trip to Wrexham. it's not that it's not gonna be a problem 
So as we reach Wrexham now, Johnny's there. I've got a little house party going on with his couple of his uni friends. Um, and at some point in the night, we've decided to go out and go on a little pub crawl. So obviously, from Birmingham, you, you're always on it for like a good good time out. <laughs> so we was all gassed, like, yeah, let's go, man. So, We're on holiday. Yeah, man. <laughs> let's do it. So we've gone to the first little pub kind of thing, and we've seen a few of uh, Johnny's uni mates. And he's like, oh, introduce us. Like, oh, these are my mates from Birmingham. They come down. Let's have a good time. We've gone to about three or four clubs now. And we've took, we've taken everyone from each club <laughs> with us, like a little trail of people behind us, like an I'm, entourage. Yeah, like an entourage, man. Like from every club, we've taken about 10, 15 people. We've gone to another one. We've taken a, we've taken a half of the club from that pers- that place to another place. The only bit you've left out there is we're moving from different club to club, but the reason was because we was getting kicked out of all of them. <laughs> oh yeah, man. There's about five clubs in Wrexham, and I think we got barred from all of them in one <laughs> night. But yeah, it was brilliant, and it was some wicked memories. And um, got so we got snowed in. in, basically. Yeah, the car was snowed. Like every, there was no driving on the motorways. Like. Fuck that. I think we tried to drive some point and I, and I hit a curb and it going around a roundabout. Yeah, and it was it's like, just nah, I'm sliding. <laughs> so it was like, no, no, we'll stay here another night, another two nights, whatever it was. But yeah, man, like we we was um, talked about... Well, I'll ask Johnny on it because he's going to be the next podcast uh, coming up, the next episode. But yeah, we was definitely talked about and we was the talk of the town for a while. Like, them boys from Birmingham came in <laughs> and they, they just tornadoed through. I ruined one of my favourite hats that night. Because I dashed it at a police car. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got you got. Now I'm sure you got take you got dropped by the police as well. They yeah, they jumped the out of the car and got me to the floor. But you and Johnny, like, thank God for you guys because you was like, no, nah, he's just drunk. We're taking <laughs> him home. We're taking him home. <laughs> to move away from that slightly, um, you mentioned earlier how you're half uh, Jamaican descent. Have you ever been back? Yeah, I've been there about five or six times. To be honest, yeah, I started when I was like four or five with my nan. Um, I can go into it. Well, I must have been like the second or third time I went there. I was like nine. So when I was nine, now we're in like we're in a little village now, and it's a like main road. So when you're in Jamaica, it's more rural than cities. So there's not a lot of things you can do. You can go around. You can throw stones at cows. Mess with, <laughs> mess with the goats and that. Like mess with the goats. Mess with the goats and Nah, mess with the goats and like tease them and that like. You know what I mean? Like poking with a stick now and again. But obviously, <laughs> we had this game like it's rock, it's like a rock game. So everyone everyone picks a stone now, and we're like just dashing stones at each other. It gets a bit heated now. A few people get licked with a stone. Um, but the game was done. But obviously, because one of the guys out there, right, he got a bit too emotional. So when the game was finished, he got a stone and threw it in the back of my head. Oof. And obviously, he cut the back of my head and I was bleeding. So now, as we say in the Birmingham Pride now, I was like, nah, I'm not having this. <laughs> so obviously, I've got a brick. <laughs> leveled up. Yeah, I've leveled up now. I've got a brick. But I've, as I've thrown at him, that's threw the stone at me, I've hit his friend in it, and i fucked up the back of his foot, his tendon. Are these kids about nine as well, roughly? Yeah, nah, like, they're, they're a little bit older, like 13, 14. So there's kind of big kids. But yeah, like, that was one of the one of the first memories I've got. So the second time when I was in Jamaica now, I must have been like 13 or 14, I can't remember, but I must have thought I was dying. I must have went down to the river with everyone from the everyone from the local area and was fishing. And we had, raw, not raw fish, but it was freshly caught fish. So 
as as I'm greedy now, I've asked for seconds. So what I've gone is I've gone over to the chef and I've asked him, "Ah, oh, can I have some more fish?" And he's obviously gone, "Yeah, no problems, man. Yeah, I have this X, Y, and Z." But to my little to I know, is the fish wasn't cooked correctly, or it wasn't cooked properly, and it must have been like a parasite in there. But after that, I was gone for two weeks and I was on my deathbed, and I'm telling you now, I was. It might sound gruesome, but I was shitting myself. Like I couldn't, I couldn't make it to the bathroom. And in Jamaica, yeah, like obviously there's a little outhouse, so you have to go through the house and outside to a little shed and have the shit. And every time, yeah, I, I weren't making it. Like so, these times now, obviously, I never had. I must have never had health insurance or what. But I can remember vividly waking up to a priest fucking throwing water on my face. I've woken up like, what's this? And it's a priest standing there saying like the holy, the holy spirit, let the devil out of him. These times I'm not, I'm not fucking, I'm, it's not an exorcist. I'm dying because I'm ill in it. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was one of the second times. And then the last time I went there, I was what eighteen, nineteen, and um, and I thought I was bad by going out clubbing on my own. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was sick, man. Jamaica's really sick. It's beautiful out there. Palm trees. The water's clear. <laughs> When Everyone's you, calm. When when you um, compare it to Birmingham, so the specific area of Jamaica you've visited, mm. like what what do you think? Like what what's better first of all about Birmingham, and then talk a bit about what's worse in Birmingham compared to where you've been. I feel like in Jamaica, because it's like bare back to the bones. It's mostly like it's there's. Well, to be honest, it's kind of the same. There is a lot of community spirit in Birmingham and in Jamaica, mm. but it's more that everyone knows each other in Jamaica and everyone's calm. Every, there's no dramas. Obviously, when it does kick off, it's always the other spectrum of it. But then you can say that with Birmingham as well. Like, the community spirit in Birmingham, everyone's everyone's out to help each other. Um, but what I would say is it's more paradise in Jamaica, to be honest. Because of the setting and the, yeah. the views and the the warm sun and like you said the clear the clear sea, like it's just more spiritually cleansing, yeah. Yeah, it's back to the bare bones, really. Like you haven't, well, I've got internet, but you don't want to be on your phone. Like you want to be seeing the mountains. You want to be seeing, you want to be seeing these ra- these rare plants that you've never seen before. You want to be walking down the street and you're seeing weed plants growing up someone's <laughs> house. Like that's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got you got like full on crops going outside someone's house next to their watermelons and they're like <laughs> it's mad it's mad out there so do you think like um it works the other way around in retrospect to what you're saying so um because you obviously you're from birmingham you live here and you're you're going on essentially a holiday when you go in there and like you say you don't want to be on your phone you're experiencing the experiences that are there to be had but do you think if someone someone who is who's brought up in jamaica and then, like, at our age, or a bit younger, as you say, 18, 19, came here to Birmingham, do you think it would be as mesmerising in an opposite sense? Or do you think they'd be like, yo, this is shit? Uh, to be honest, right, it's two ways, but I can't say for anyone else's experience, but I think there is an overhype of people in Jamaica thinking what England's like. Everyone in do they Jamaica, think it's posh? You're posh uh, yeah, if you're from there. Everyone thinks you got money from... Mm. In Jamaica, everyone thinks you got money in England. Like everyone thinks you're living in manor houses. Like everyone thinks that their house. Everyone in Jamaica thinks your house is like Buckingham Palace on it. But obviously, they only see what's on the movies. 
so they've they've not got that real that real sight to be honest. So if they did come over to Birmingham, I think it would be disheartening what they feel. Yeah, what, you think it'd be a disappointment. Yeah, it'd like be disheartened. <clears throat> there is more opportunities in England than it is over in Jamaica, but it's not what they think. Mm-hmm. It's it's always like the grass is never green on the other side. Yeah, and people always think it is. That that that's why I wanted to ask for your comparison, really. I guess of, of Jamaica to well, I say Jamaica to England, but more more to Birmingham to the city. Um, but I mean, even even within England, if you compare Birmingham living to countryside living. There's differences. Yeah, even if you compare it to Manchester or London living, there is still differences, even if they're smaller. Um, but when it when it comes down to it, Josh, yeah, do you would you say you like Birmingham or dislike Birmingham? I love Birmingham. I do. I think I, I would I wouldn't imagine myself living anywhere else in England, only because Birmingham, as we said before, the Birmingham pride in it. But what 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 do you think it is that defines a Brummie? What makes you a Brummie? I don't, I don't know. I think we've got a backbone, to be honest. Like we don't take shit from no one. Like, would you say you're, you're, you're proud to be from here, no matter what? You're proud. Hundred percent. Like when I went to London when I was younger, like, oh, the Birmingham accent is the deadest in in the UK. No, it's not. Like, <laughs> we'll we'll ride, we'll ride out, man. Like, nah, we we're not the Birmingham accent. As as someone said in it, like she wants some anthem from it. Like <laughs> once you got an anthem like that, you have to hold it. We'll we'll start to wrap up. I mean, I think I've got an idea of, of the answer to this question. Um, is your is it part of your life plan to stay in Birmingham, or would you like to move out? Like, and even if you'd like to move out of Aston, but stay in Birmingham, like what what's your opinion? Do you, do you want to move out eventually? Or do you want to stay here and you want to, I don't know, maybe have kids here in the future or not? Yeah, well, to be honest, like, obviously, everyone wants to move out of the ends, isn't it? That's growth. So you always want to do one that, better. That's universal, isn't it? You see that everywhere. Everyone yeah, wants so to experience life. In a couple of years, I'd, I would, obviously, I would move out of Aston, go to another place in, in Birmingham. But obviously, I don't want to put too much hype on certain areas. But Well, no, let's put some hype <laughs> on it. Let's put some hype on it first. So what if you could if I could pay for you right now to move to anywhere but it has to be within the Birmingham postcodes, where would it be? Number uh, one choice. Um I've got to say Little Aston then. Little Aston, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to have to have Aston in there, like, <laughs> that's good. that's goals that is. <laughs> yeah, give, give me a little three mil pad, yeah, nice little garage, six car garage, I'm nice little private road. But yeah, probably when I'm older, when I'm in like my fifties or sixties, I wouldn't mind moving back to Jamaica mm-hmm. for retirement. Just yeah. being on the being the on the beach, beach smoking a fat <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> that's that's been grown in your garden yeah. organically. Yeah, that, have a Caribbean cigarette in it, man. That sounds good. That sounds good. And I, I must say, Little Aston's a good choice. I, I, it's not one that comes to mind for me, but you know, if if you're not from Birmingham and you don't know, or maybe you're from here and you don't know. Like Little Aston's a posh, posh, posh area. Like Aston has its, um, as we said earlier, it's got its reputation. Little Aston, like a lot of footballers live there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's exactly. a lot of like. To be fair, one of my teachers, my form teacher from school, I won't shout her out because she's a bit of an old bitch. <laughs> she's probably dead now, to be honest. But I don't care. But she was from Little Aston, yeah. and um, like her, I don't know what her husband did, but he did something really well. Her one son was an astronaut. Uh, no his name was Richard, yeah, and obviously he'd, he'd done a, a doctorate. Like so they called, yeah, <laughs> brother, he was called Doctor Dick. 
<laughs> and she was so proud when she told this like class full of like like twelve year olds. Oh, that class would have went. But I started laughing like she got so mad. But yeah, she was a bitch anyway. But little Aston, that be that would be a dream to live it. Um, I've got one more question to ask you, Josh. Yeah, go on, go on. Before we do, before I do ask that, have you got any questions for me? Yeah, my question will be then. So how how do you feel about the Birmingham Pride then? It's a good question. Seeing as we've already mentioned the Wrexham story earlier, there's a euphoria for me that comes with the pride of of repping for Birmingham. Like for me, I like knowing that we left there, leaving people like raw. And I feel like I've yeah. re- I've represented well. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that because that is that's a story that even if they're not in our circle, that story would be passed on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. And like it's like a legend. Yeah. It's gone down as a legend. <laughs> the boys from Birmingham came down and shut down all the clubs and and did this and did that. And it's a legend and and I like it. And it's sort of like I don't know if you've been in a situation where you've been out of Birmingham and. Maybe you've you've linked up somewhere with another Brummie that you don't know though. You've just already you feel like right. I back them. Yeah, and you feel yeah. that loyalty, and that's what I love. I love the loyalty of it. And um, going back to what we talked about earlier as well about about football. Like for me personally, I'm not massive. I wouldn't say I'm a massive football head. Definitely, like I'm not. I'm not a big football fan. I maybe was for a bit when I was a teenager, um, and I'm a Villa fan myself, um, and. The best thing for me about football back then, and even now, uh, taking Corona out of the equation, is away games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if you've been to anybody. With, like going to home games, great. Like you know, it's, it's great. It's fun. It's close. You know what I mean? Get a, get a few cans, whatever. But you can't beat the adventure of an away game, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be football. Like Wrexham's a good example, but th- there's times where you're just like. A unit with yeah. other brummies, and, you, and you're representing, and like, like army man, especially yeah. with the future. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like an army mentality. Like a, I, I can't describe it better than that. But there's a feeling of like, I'm not on my own. We're one, and and I love that. And I Just think Birmingham chant, has lads, that. Lads, 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 yeah, lads. <laughs> yeah, and the and the singing and the camaraderie, and like, like I said, that 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 does go hand in hand with football and away games. But it's also like, anytime you go away with like your lads, your friends, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You have that. That solidarity, and I think 100%. you can't beat that. No, yeah, you can't. You can't. Right. <clears throat> so, my last question for you then: Any Brummy? Yeah. Think of any, any, anyone from Birmingham. So it could be someone personal, can be someone famous, whatever. But out of all the Brummies you can think of, who would you like to hear on the show or to have heard on the show? Who do you think would be best to come on the podcast in the future? Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner's streets, man. From the streets. He is the old, he is the epitome of the brummy person. Yeah, man. He will be sick on you. I love it. You I, lo- I, I would, I would answer. like to hear his story when he was growing up as well. Mm-hmm. What made him rap the way he did? Because he was orthodox. There was no one rapping like him. Yeah, man. I agree. And like you said, he's the epitome of a brummy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a top answer, Josh. That is to be fair. Um. We'll leave the podcast there. But yeah, if you've been listening, thanks a lot. Um, We do appreciate it. All the best.